change. Papa didn't now give me the option. Do you want to go to church? I had to go to church. Now, you could say that's wrong. You can say whatever you want. I didn't get a choice. Get up. If you don't want to change, you can go in your PJs. I don't care. Going to church. So, okay, Dad. And I got up and I got to admit, I slept through some of that. I'm hoping I can keep you awake. I went to church and I did. It was one of those churches, and you know, and I, God, I was just. I was, so, I, I want to do something that will help us. If, we, if you have your Bible, you can look at Mark chapter 2. We're going to look at 1 through 5 and then verse 11 and 12 of that same chapter. And we're going to go from there. So turn to your neighbor and say, here we go. Now, if I'm going to tell you it's time to break out, I'm not talking about acne. We don't want that to break out. We're going to break out of who? Oh, tough crowd. Here we go. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. This is what I want you to underline your Bible. He was in the house. Can I tell you, when God is in the house, some stuff is going to happen. Things cannot stay the same if God is in the house. So he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together, so there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. In other words, the place is packed. It's getting like this place is getting. You know why? Because God's in the house. Okay? And he preached the word to them. Now, this is what the Bible says then. Turn to your neighbor and say then. It's a good spot now. Then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, went out in the presence of them all. So all were amazed, glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Isn't that amazing? You couldn't, they couldn't get near him, so they made a way. They took the roof off. It was, we were just in the kitchen the other day, and Mal was listening to some preacher uh, on a podcast, and she said, the, the guy was really funny, he said, historians say that that house was probably Peter's. Now, I want you to think. Let's think of all the disciples. Let's think of Thomas. Oh, I don't know. I doubt that'll ever be able to be repaired. How about John? You would love it to be in the house of John. Well, bless God, at least, oh, hallelujah, at least they got him in. He's going to be okay. How about Peter, though? Peter would be like, somebody's going to pay for that roof. That, so who, who's responsible for this? But anyway, they, they couldn't get near Jesus, so they made a way. Baal-perazim, 2 Samuel 5.20, is called Lord of the Breakthrough. I probably said that wrong, but that's as close as I can come. God breaks open a new realm of the Spirit, and he brings us through. I want to give you five things, just five things this morning. It won't take very long just to be keys to a breakthrough. Maybe you're stuck. You ever been stuck? I've been stuck. Sometimes I've been stuck. If you ever tried to lose weight, and you just look at the scale, and you're just stuck? You can shout at the scale. You can stomp on the scale. You can make sure somebody's not behind the scale doing that, putting their foot on it. I've had that before. How did I gain 50 pounds? Uh-oh. You know, I don't like being stuck. So here's five keys to your breakthrough. Here's number one. Make room for Jesus. If you're stuck, why don't you look at your situation? Is God in it? Have you made room for him? Are you willing to make room for him? Make room for Jesus. 
It happened when Jesus was in the house. My friend, if we're wanting God to do something, if you don't allow him in your house, just what are you wanting him to do? If you're not going to allow him in, and then you're going to complain because he's not working in your situation. I, I want to see God. I want to see God in such a way that it just brings glory to Jesus. It brings glory to the camp. People are just like, dude, how'd that happen? When God starts coming in your life and he starts showing up in your house and miracles start happening, people want to know how that happened. Because you can't really explain it. Because they know you're not all that in a bag of chips. But something is. And it wasn't you. I want to live in such a way that there is no mistake. I want to blaze a trail. I want my children to be able to see. Dad says this way. Number two. Well, let me just say this. If God's presence is there, if you allow him in the house, you don't have to advertise because the house will be full. Because when Jesus starts showing up and you make room for him, people just start coming. They can't even explain. I don't understand. I don't know what's different about this and that. And it doesn't, I'm not trying to pick anything apart, but just like my wife said, it's not about this church or that church. It's about his church. It's about God. If we, you just come in and you just do what you do, we're just going to give you room. Here's number two. Overcome your paralysis. That's kind of a big word, paralysis. That didn't even sound fun to say. But your thoughts kind of drive the train. Your thoughts take you in your life. If you have a defeated mentality, your life will, will demonstrate that. If you are kind of an Eeyore person, well, we'll never make it. You probably won't. If you're like, I'm never going to have that, you probably will never have that. I can't believe that way. Well, you probably won't because it's for believers. I mean that in a good way. I'm just saying if you're going to allow your thoughts to take you, they're going to take you. You're going on a trip. You can be at Disney World and life can be poo-poo. You can be in the Magic Kingdom and you can have Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Donald. But you can still be like, I have all this waiting on me when I get back. And so you can't really enjoy it. You got to overcome paralysis. The crippled man, he didn't have a defeated mentality. Some of us, I think we paralyze ourselves because we we talked, remember, not too long ago about righteousness. God's right way of doing things and we couldn't see ourselves doing anything different because we condemn ourselves brett you don't even know what i did you don't know what i've done you don't know what i did back then you don't know what i thought you don't know what i okay i get it but could it be that maybe you're paralyzing yourself because god says that was then today is now my friends the blood works or it doesn't he forgives sin or he doesn't according to the word he does and he still does and you can be white as snow but you see, the enemy, he's good. He's a good talker. So you've got to choose what you think. If it's going to bring, if it lines up with the word, I'll think that. If it comes out and it's good with this, I'm good with that. 
But if it comes contrary to this, it starts telling me all about all my mistakes, all my defeats, how it condemns me and begins to just drive me down into the ground and says, you're never going to do anything. I'm telling you, that's not the word. I cannot let that drive me. If I want to break through, I can't think about that. You choose what you're going to think about. You choose what you're going to do. Can I tell you, the enemy is going to give you thoughts. He's going to give you stuff. He's going to give you junk. Fellas, he's going to throw stuff at you. 36, 24, 36. He's going to throw it at you. What do you do with it? You better learn how to get rid of it. You cannot think about that. Ladies, you may not have the perfect man. (laughs) You better line your thoughts up with God. Because with God, all things are possible. And guys, we need the girls. Because they really help us. Because they bring balance. They bring a lot of stuff. We just act like we know what we're doing. We all know. All the girls are like, you hear him? He's bringing you. Here, number three. Be in the right company. You see this guy that he had his friends. He had four friends bring him in he's in the right company these guys have their mind made up they're not fighting against each other there's no record of one of them saying i don't think we should go through the roof i think this is just a wash let's just get out of here let's maybe we'll maybe he'll come by the road hey there's another service this guy he's probably doing a circuit through galilee it'll be okay he's not doing any of that the friends are all like hey we're getting you in you know why because there's love there we have brought you here I bet you if there's anybody that's just like, how are we going to get in? It's going to be the guy on the, on the cot. And the friends are like, you don't even worry about it. We got you. We'll get you in. We got to tear the roof off. We're going to get you in. Who are you hanging out with? My wife said it. Who are your peeps? Who are your homies? You show me your friends and I'll show you what you look like or what, what life's going to be like. And it really depends a lot. There's a lot about who you hang out with. That's your future. If you hang out with people that are constantly tearing down and gossiping and this like, you know what? Your future, that's going to rub off on you. I said this in the first service. You don't want a haircut. Don't go to the barbershop because if you hang out there sooner or later, you're going to get clipped. It, It really, you start hanging out with the wrong crowd. That stuff starts rubbing off. Same thing happens. You start hanging out with the right crowd. That stuff starts rubbing off. Get around people that will challenge you, that will cause you to rise and be better that'll cause you to follow god in such great ways here's number four refuse to be denied those five guys guy on the stretcher and the four friends they didn't turn back we had already said that they're not they would rather be inconvenienced and receive a miracle than be complacent and lose a blessing they would rather say you know what we're going to do this i gave you my word where is our word mean anything in today's times my grandfather, who I believe is with Jesus now, I remember, what, how many remember this? My word is my bond. If you gave your word and you gave a handshake, that was as good as signing on the dotted line. If you said, I'll be at your house, I'll help you move. We've been there. Anybody ever move and all the people said they're going to show up, never showed up? Oh, help me, Jesus. That'll prove if you're Christian or not, because you want, oh, God, bless them till their eyes pop out. And if I could help them pop out. <laughs> Kim, yeah, you know, I'm just telling you the truth. Kim and I were going to move. I had all these people lined up and not a one of them showed up. 
Now, I started picking up our couch and dragging it. <laughs> end over end, picking it. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm moving. <laughs> she's four foot 11, five foot with her hair poofed. <laughs> she's going to try to pick up that couch. That girl, I'm telling you, God can make strength in small packages. I come home. We got a piano she got. Her mom and dad gave it to her. We got a piano she got. I come home. It was clear across the, the living room to the other side of the house. I'm like, how did you move that? Well, I got on the ground, and I put my feet. She had, I mean, clear across the floor. I'm like, how did you do that? Because, I mean, I'm like, I'm needing help. You want me to move that? I got to call somebody. Not her. Almighty Hulk there. She's going to push it across. These guys are determined like that. You know what? They're going to move. They're going to get it done. They're going to find a way or make one. They're like, we got you here. You are going to see him. You are going to see him. If we got to go, excuse me. (laughs) Refuse to be denied. I don't want to lose a blessing just because I ain't got the guts to stick something out. Number five. I'm going to remove the lid of human limitation. I'm going to. I'm going to quit believing it can't happen just because I don't see it happening. With God, all things are possible. I'm going to start saying, Lord, what are you seeing? What do you see? Can I say perspective is, is really a lot? How many are about to go to the popcorn festival in a couple weeks and going to eat some wonderful fat-free food? Don't you just love festival food? Oh, dear Lord, you can start smelling that, and you can, you can go to the festival and go, I'm going to get, nope, nope, I'm going to get a water, and I'm going to get some popcorn. That's all I'm getting. I'm going to get a water and popcorn. Put some cheese and mushrooms on that, would you please? And uh, I mean, because it just, ooh. But perspective, when we went to the festival, when it first started years and years ago, and we took Mal, and we put Mal in the stroller, there are people there that take their kids in the stroller. What is life at the festival through a kid's eyes? That's like a homeschooler getting out at the mall. I mean, she just, we're pushing her, and all she can see is the backside of people and their legs and their feet and these giants, and then people keep looking at them, hi, sweetie, how are you doing? And she can't see what we see. And if she could, sometimes Mal would do this. Her, her line was, daddy, hold ya. And she'd say, Daddy, hold you, Daddy, hold you. And I'd pick her up, and then she'd look out, and then she could see everything. What if we started saying to God, Daddy, hold you? What if we said, God, I can't see this where I'm at. And God says, come here, Brett, come here, come here. And he picks me up and says, do you see it? And I, I can see it now, God. I can see it. You, you can't see everything he can see, but you're going to have to pull the roof off. You're going to have to say, God, I can't limit myself. I'm going to put myself under you. And you will pull off my limits and maybe even use me to do it. And when God says, you can do that, he has more faith in you than you have in you. Because he's got dreams for you. He's got plans for you. What are your excuses? I just put this in. Abraham was old. Jacob was insecure. Leah was unattractive. 
Joseph was abused. Moses stuttered. Gideon was poor. Samson was codependent. Rahab was immoral. David had an affair and all kinds of family problems. Elijah was suicidal. Jeremiah was depressed. Jonah was reluctant. Naomi was a widow. John the Baptist was eccentric, to say the least. Peter was impulsive and hot-tempered. Martha worried a lot. The Samaritan woman had several failed marriages. Zacchaeus was unpopular. Thomas had doubts. Paul had poor health, and Timothy, Timothy was timid. What excuses are we using? God, I can't do that. I'm not able to do that. Is God saying, it's not about your ability, it's about your availability. Do you trust me? Do you believe in me? Could you not say, God, I can't do it, but you can do it, and so that's good enough for me. If you tell me to tear the roof off, the roof's coming off. If you tell me to stand here, I'm standing here. If you tell me I can do all things through you, I can do all things through you. My challenge to you this morning is to get up, look up, and rise to the occasion. Get up and say, you know what, I am not the same person. Some of you are about to prove it today. Some of you, when you go down in this water, they're in the same person coming out. Oh, you might be wet. And we could look around for Moby Dick or whoever else is down there, Davy Jones Locker, who knows. But you aren't... You're coming out new and refreshed. And maybe that old habit, maybe that old sin that just seems to plague you. And you say, I can never see myself free. See yourself free. See what he sees. Tear the roof off. You can't see it at your level. But if you can get with him, he can see what you can't see. See yourself walking, that, that nothing hindering you. See yourself paying all your bills on time. See your children healthy. See you healthy. See you laughing. Some of you need to laugh again. Some of you have had your heart ripped out and you just need, you just need to laugh again. God knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you've been through. And he's here to do some heart surgery on you. So I, I'm just saying... You want to break through? We got to start saying, God, I need you to do it. But the key is really submission. I just submit to your authority. I just submit to your authority. When we do that, things happen that we really can't explain. I can't, I can't take credit for things that I don't do. I can take God did it. You know, if you've prayed for someone and, and you see that and you know they couldn't hear, they come up and say, I haven't been able to hear for years. And you watch God open their ears. All of a sudden you see their face and they go, say that again. And you, and you say something, they go, oh, and everybody around is like, oh my gosh. OMG. Because now they can hear. I can, I can literally look at them and go, I didn't do that. I mean, there was such a thing as a jumper cable. I can do that. But I didn't put the charge in there. I just was the connection. Does that make sense? So are you. You can do what God has you to do. You can be who God wants you to be. You can live in victory and not live in defeat. You can be above and not beneath. You can start saying, you know what? I got the joy of the Lord. Brett, it doesn't always happen the way I like it. Welcome to life. It doesn't always happen the way I like it. Can I tell you it didn't happen the way Jesus liked it? God, if you could do something else, you can take this. I'm not real crazy about it. There's going to be stuff that just happens. And I'm telling you, this last week, I, I, boy, I, I my mouth is... Mm. 
Because I just sometimes will say negative things. Matter of fact, just before this message, I said, guys, I'm changing everything. I got to get back in my office because my brain is fried. Thank God for my ushers. My ushers grabbed a hold of my arm and said, no, it's not. You know, it's pretty good when the only people you're preaching to correct you. You know what I'm saying? To you? I just said, you're right. You're, you're right. So what I'm telling you is, it doesn't matter. You put your pants on one leg at a time like everybody else. It doesn't matter. Nobody's higher and mightier. God is the highest. And when we just say, you know what, Lord? It's all about you. It's never been about me. And God, I want to break the roof off this thing. I don't know about you, but I want... I want things to happen in my household. I want things to be blessed in my household. I want God to just be walking through my household. I want him to be walking around my kids and in my children. I want him to be in my vehicles. I want him to be in my barn. I want him to be everywhere he wants to, because he's God. And I want him to have an open invitation. And at the very suggestion of anything he asks, my, my answer is, yes, sir, I'll do that. I have people that I've done stuff, and they'll be like, that doesn't make any sense. I probably doesn't. But yet, you know, let's just think about this, and then I'll close. In the Bible, well, how many things did God do that just really didn't make sense? Let's, you can't see? Let me spit in some mud. Stick it on your eyes. Let's give that a try. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. That water, that's nasty. Let's throw that stick in there. It'll make it sweet. Well, that doesn't make any sense. You with the crippled hand, just stretch it out to me. If I could, it wouldn't be crippled. That doesn't make any sense. Lazarus, get out of there. He's been dead four days, Lord. He smells. That doesn't make any sense. Let's send the praisers first. That really doesn't make any sense. Because they don't have any weapons. They're just singing. They're going to slaughter those guys. Just send them. David, put five stones in that pouch. Go down and take care of that big guy. That don't make any sense. How many things? Jericho, let's walk around it six days, and on the seventh day, walk seven times. What do we do? And then shout, and then all the walls are going to fall down. Right. Peter, the first fish you catch, look in its mouth, you'll find a gold coin. Lord, we've been fishing all night. We didn't catch anything. What do you do for a living, Peter? I'm a fisherman. Throw on that side of the boat. Right. You are a carpenter i am a fisherman okay jesus you're walking on the water if that's you tell me to come that doesn't make any sense speak to the wind it'll stop that doesn't make any sense hold that stick out over that red sea watch that split that doesn't make any sense have them carry that ark of the covenant across that river as soon as they step out watch those water Hmm, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. When will we finally get it? God is not thinking like you're thinking. His ways are higher than your ways. What we have to do is say, God, change my viewpoint. Change me. Let me see what you're seeing. Go, I, I don't see that kid coming home. God, it doesn't make any sense. Come here. Hold you. Come here. And he'll get you up there and say, I got this. The Bible says in Luke 10 2, Lord of the harvest, send a harvester. Let's let God send the harvester. If you got a lost one, he's coming in. They're coming in according to the Bible. Your whole household will be saved. It might not make sense to you, but if it makes sense to him, it's going to happen. All you got to do is line up with what he says. That's it. You want a breakthrough? Let's get with him. 
You want to change your life? What does he say? Be baptized. I'm going to do that. Why? Because he said it. Well, what's it matter? I'm telling you, it symbolizes something. It's an outward sign of an inward change. The people that are going to touch this water. Is it bread? Is that holy water? No. It's holy because you're going to use it today. I'm going to... What time? We're at 1137. I'm, I'm, I'm really... I, don't, I just turned that off. So... I'm not going to pull you for much more. <clears throat> we was in a service. We were going to do baptism. We were scheduled to baptize maybe one person, something like that. And that's cool with me, and that's cool with Kim. I don't, I mean, I, I'm thrilled that, you know, nine people or whatever are getting baptized. That's awesome. But I'm just as thrilled if one person gets baptized because that's still a life changed. And that influence still reaches people for Jesus Christ. And I, I preached a message and just said, basically just said this. It wasn't this message. This was new. <laughs> uh, but w- what I preached was basically, maybe you're, you're saying, I Brett, you don't even know. I've tried over and over again. I've tried to get rid of something. It was a habit or whatever. Um, an addiction of some kind. And I, I just, it just plagues me. So this is what I offered. I said, there's nothing special about this except when we sanctify. You know what sanctification and holiness, it just means set apart. That's what it means. So when we set ourselves apart for him, just like when we, when we do communion, we sanctify that, that act and the elements. So I said, this is what I'm going to believe. By an act of your faith. Faith without works, the Bible says, is dead. You want to get baptized? I don't have to change clothes for you. Do I have a towel for you? Probably not. But if you're sitting here today and you're saying, I'm done, and you're willing to go home wet, it's okay with me, okay? Because I'm not riding in your car. But But what we did is I preached that message, and 52 people, 52 people, 50, did I say 52? 52 people came out of their seats, and when they were hitting the water, they were going out in the spirit. I mean, just, it, was just like, it was one of those God things. I, I almost couldn't believe what was happening. And I'll tell you what came up when people were coming up. There was condoms thrown up on the uh, platform, tobacco and cigarettes and snuff and funny tobacco, funny cigarettes. <laughs> you know, and I didn't ask for any of that. They just came up, and man, they got in the tank, and man, they were like, when they come out of that water, they're like, no more. So I'm going to put that offer out to you. You don't have to do that. You won't. There's no pressure. I'm just saying if you're sitting here and your heart's about to beat out of your chest. You'll have to help me. You're going to have to wait till these folks that we have that scheduled to come in. But I'm just telling you, we're here to help you. We're here to believe God for you. We're here to know that I'm telling you, God has got big plans. He's got big plans. And we're not. We're going to go through the roof if we have to. You hear what I'm saying? I mean, they didn't plan on that. When they got to that house, how many of you when they got to the house, they thought they were coming in the door? They couldn't get in the door. I'm telling you, you got here and you thought you were coming to witness something. Maybe God's saying, you need to get in the tank. But God, I don't have, you need to get in the, but God, I don't have. You know what I mean? You may have to go, okay, because the Browns are still going to play today. just saying 
<laughs> We're not even going to discuss any more of that. I've already lost you in those last 10 seconds. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is God is on your side. He is willing and able to help you in any area and every area. Don't leave here the way you came in. Okay? We love you. We're for you. We're going to continue to pray. We're believing God for great things. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes, please.